the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible. I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. It is the 4 o'clock hour. I welcome my listeners in Columbus, Ohio on AM 880 and 104.5 FM. But it is once again my privilege to welcome our listeners in Washington, D.C. and all of the surrounding area on 105.1. The big W-A-V-A, Don Crow, is away from the microphone. And it is once again my privilege to simulcast. So we are in Columbus, Ohio. We are in Washington, D.C. Wherever you are listening, welcome and thank you for allowing me to be your host. Now, to those of you in Washington, D.C., we're going to have a little uh, inside baseball here in Ohio because it is my delight, my privilege to welcome to the program Chris Long, who is the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. And uh, obviously, they're active in Ohio, but they have a wonderful ministry. Well, actually, a uh, a benefit in Washington, D.C. at the World War II Memorial. Maybe we'll get into that. But anyway, Chris Long, it is a delight to welcome you to the program. Well, thank you, Bob. Good to be with you. And I do think about the folks down there in D.C. I was on Don's program last uh, November on Veterans Day, just before Veterans Day, we had our event down there at the World War II Memorial, uh, the celebration of the D-Day Prayers edition. And I want to tell those folks that the D-Day Prayer has been completed as a permanent edition of the World War II Memorial. And when they get opportunity to go down to the mall, uh, just go beyond the Atlantic Arch, and you will see uh, a prayer for the nation. That's what it's called on the outside of the monument at the Circle Remembrance. Go there and read all of FDR's D-Day Prayer. And you know, Bob, it's a great addition, 
and many people are really happy with the way it came out. We are as well. And the greatest joy that you have is when you see young people and families yeah. coming together to read the prayer, and I'm like, mission accomplished, and it's such a joy to see it. Well, I've not been there personally uh, since it has been installed, but I've seen pictures, and it's wonderful. Uh, how long, Chris, from the time that God gave you a vision, a burden, to put the D-Day prayer at the World War II Memorial until it actually became a reality. How long, Chris, did you and others fight that battle? Well, that's right. It was an 11-year battle. It's been 12 years since uh, we originally had the idea of adding this prayer as a permanent addition. And, of course, you have to work that through Congress. It's no small uh, effort. You have to work it through Congress, and you have to convince enough members of the United States House of Representatives, the U.S. Senate, and a president to sign it. And that all happened in 2014, miraculously. And then, uh, because it can't uh, be paid for by tax dollars, you have to raise the funding for it. Working with the U.S. Park Service and the Friends of the World War II Memorial, great group. And then uh, even they were having difficulty raising the money. And then prayerfully and thankfully and miraculously, uh, a $2 million grant did come in from the Lilly Endowment just in time because we were running out of time, and then that's how it actually got put together. Well, there is a book that I've written called For Their Honor. It's a, the story of how the D-Day prayer was added to the World War II Memorial. It also talks about the historical background of the prayer when FDR went to the airwaves that night on June 6th of 1944. The book is available. Um, in fact, we're launching it in July, but if folks are interested, the website is ddayprayerproject.org, and they can sign up to get an alert when the book is ready. Again, that's ddayprayerproject.org. Well, what a testimony to the dedication of one person. We often think one person can't make a difference, and God gave this burden to you, Chris. You got a lot of other people involved, but this was your burden, and now it is on permanent display at the World War II Memorial. So God bless you, and we're just so grateful. Now, well, thank you. you've got a big event coming up next Thursday, and who knows, people may want to come from Washington, D.C. It is the annual Freedom Banquet here in Ohio for the Ohio Christian Alliance Thursday night, June 22nd. Tell us about it, Chris. Well, thank you, Bob. Uh, those in Ohio, and of course anywhere, really, if you'd like to join us for the annual Freedom Banquet, it will be at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton, And it's a rally on issue one, and this is a way that Ohio is going to safeguard its Constitution by raising uh, the passage for an amendment to 60 percent. For a number of years now, we've had a 50-50 percent prospect of amending our Constitution, not just passing a law by ballot initiative, but amending our Constitution. Uh, Bob, it's been 172 times our Constitution, state Constitution, has been amended. The federal Constitution has only been amended 27 times. The founders had that wisdom that it has to be, uh, you know, two-thirds in the uh, U.S. Congress and three-fourths of the state. And so, again, it has to be a very thoughtful process. Well, in Ohio, we have a very cluttered document because it's a any 51% of the vote, and you'll amend your Constitution. We've got a lot of clutter in there, including, as you and I both know, four casinos that yeah, really haven't yeah. benefited our state. Not at and all. It's been a scourge, and as pastors, we we lament because we know the people that get caught in gambling addiction and what it does to families. But anyways, 
So we're, we have the opportunity to safeguard our Constitution and raise the uh, passage of an amendment to 60%. That will be on the August 8th ballot, and we're saying vote yes on issue one. Now let's think about some of the amendments that have been some good prospects. Well, Marcy's Law a few years ago about victims' rights, uh, that passed by well over 60%. The Marriage Amendment back in 2004 passed by 62%. Or the Health Care Freedom Amendment, it also passed by a large margin. So it's not beyond the pale of enough Ohioans to vote and support an issue, but not to be able to throw one past us like uh, at the plate when we weren't looking. And that's what yeah. we're going to safeguard on August 8th. Well, I hope you'll be there. Uh, speakers will include Ohio Treasurer Robert Sprague, Secretary of State Frank LaRose, Ohio Right to Life President Mike Gonadakis. Of course, Chris Long will be there. I have the privilege of being the MC. It is Thursday night, next Thursday night, at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton, and you can register at ohioca.org, ohioca.org, register now. And who knows, Chris, we may have some people from Washington, D.C. show up. That would be great. They do like to visit our state as we like to visit the National Monument. Well, thank you, Bob. And again, uh, for those who would like to register, they can on our website at ohioca.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Chris Long, president of Ohio Christian Alliance and uh, the moving force behind the D-Day prayer at the World War II Memorial. God bless you, Chris. Can't wait to see you this coming Thursday. Absolutely. All right, quick break. We'll be back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. All right. I admit it. I can't figure it out. I don't know why. Maybe some of you have the answer. I I just don't. Uh, we've now had the 85th person say they're going to run for Republican nomination for president of the United States. All right, maybe not 85. That might be a slight exaggeration. But this is going to go back to when President Trump ran the first time and there were, what were there, 17 people, I think? Francis Suarez, the uh, mayor of Miami, has now officially announced he is running for president on the Republican ticket. My question why? No, I'm being serious. I'm not being facetious here. And, and and maybe some of you can give me the answer, because why does he have any chance in the world? No. Does Nikki Haley? No. Does Chris Christie? No. And neither do almost any of the others. Uh, I mean, Donald Trump is way, way out in front. I think Ron DeSantis really does have a chance. I think he does. But he's the only one. And what I think we are now up to 12, it's either 12 or 13 people. And at least 8 of the 12, anybody with a lick of common sense knows 
They have no chance in the world to get the nomination to be the Republican candidate for president. So why? And again, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know. Uh, one of my listeners, when I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, said, uh, money, you can get really, really rich running for president. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. But running for president is hard. It is grueling. It really is. The campaign rallies, flying here, flying there. I would think there would be, with these people, with their political connections, business connections, I would think there would be easier ways to make money if it was about money. Is it about ego? Look, I ran for president. Uh, did anybody vote for you? No, but I I ran for president. I mean, is it put, put that on their resume? Um, is it setting up? For a future run for president or political office? Is it just for... And the reason I'm saying it, they have to know. They have to know they don't have a chance. They have to know that. If they have any common sense at all, they know. So, why? Uh, Nikki Haley... I think maybe she's going to shoot for a VP nod. Maybe from Trump, maybe, well, I don't know. The things that she said about Donald Trump, I don't know whether she would have a chance to be chosen by Trump. Uh, But when she first announced that she was going to run for president, I thought, "Eh, I know what she's doing. She's setting herself up to be VP. Um, I don't know. Out of all of the announced candidates, the only one that I think honestly believes that he has a chance is Ron DeSantis. You have to think the others know they don't have a chance. And the the thing that troubles me the most Millions and millions and millions and millions, multiple, multiple, multiple millions of dollars will be raised by these candidates. Even the the mayor of Miami, who probably has the least chance of all because of his voting record, and he and Chris Christie, I mean, talk about rhinos, Republican in name only. Um, Even those candidates are going to raise multiple millions of dollars to operate their campaign and it'll all be wasted. It won't accomplish a thing except get someone's face in the news and so forth. Millions, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars will be thrown into the wind and completely wasted on candidates who have no chance. I I realize people will disagree with me on that and say, well, Bob, they have every right to do that. And, and they're, you know, this is what, uh, this is what our form of government is all about. People running. Uh, okay. I just think of how that money could be spent to help people rather than being thrown at a political candidate who is running for who knows what reason. 
Certainly not because they really think they can be elected. All right. End of rant. Uh, Here's an update from Johns Hopkins University. You may have seen this. Johns Hopkins University um, redefined lesbian in their official LGBTQ glossary. Yes, they John Hopkins University has a glossary, and they changed the definition of a lesbian from um, a uh, a woman who who is sexually attracted to other women. That's what it was before. A woman who is sexually attracted to another woman was before. They changed that to a non-man attracted to non-men. Yeah. No, I'm not making this up. Non-man attracted to non-men. Well, there was some outrage. I think there was a whole lot more laughter. I think much of the world looked at Johns Hopkins University, one of the most respected medical facilities in the world, and went, are you serious? Non-man attracted to non-men. That's lesbian. And they intentionally change from women who are sexually attracted to other women. Well, there was so much laughter and outrage that Johns Hopkins University has quietly pulled the definition from their glossary. Yeah, and uh, they're no, they're they're not going to really comment on why. Their official statement: While the glossary is a resource posted on the website of the Johns Hopkins University Office of Diversity and Inclusion, the definitions were not reviewed or approved by ODI leadership. That's the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, and the language in question has been removed pending review. So, in other words, they admit they did it, but somebody got thrown under the bus. They're just not telling us who. Oh, my goodness. Academia in America is in such pathetic shape. All right. Hey, folks, my number is 877-BOB-LIVE. You want to talk? It's Friday. We can talk about anything. 877 877- Bob Live. Give me a call. We'll talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.